Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Stocks and the Rocks. This is your host Ashutosh Hasabnis. As always, we have with us Mr. Somin Jagtap. And for today's episode, we have a very special guest, Mr. George Mitra, ex-Deutsche Bank, ex-Avendus Wealth Management and the founder of Finso. Finso offers various mutual fund services and liberalized remittance services in US stocks. Hi, George. How are you? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking out the time. Uh, we really wanted to do this type of episode and I guess uh, our listeners can learn a lot from this episode today. Great. Uh, yes. So like going forward with the podcast, like I wanted to know your view about the current Indian stock market because we have seen a huge rise uh, in the Sensex points in NFT. So what is your current view regarding the Indian stock market? So, uh, personally, I don't have too much of a view because most people get it wrong and you can track it down. I mean, all the experts, what they say in the morning, what will happen next day, uh, month or so, uh, we don't know. Problem is, there is too much of noise in terms of the data which is there. So, mm-hmm. um, apart from personal opinions, we do have some algos which we have created. And that takes into account a few uh, factors, uh, some known like, you know, how is the GDP doing? What's the inflation rate? What's the momentum in the market? Uh, about 17 odd factors which are there. And we run it every quarter. So this okay. quarter, basically it's saying that uh, it's likely to have a, uh, a downturn. Uh, okay. More likely to have a downturn than an upside. Okay. So quarter ending by September 30th. Okay. But that is not to say that, you know, always it will come true. But yeah. that's more likely to happen than or not. So, uh, if that helps in the opinion uh, piece. Yeah, just, just, uh, you know, following up on that point, uh, do you think that uh, because of the uh, competitive investment modes that there are, uh, for example, we have equity and then we have debt as well. So, if if we have certain amount of liquidity in the market and, uh, for example, the US 10-year GSEC yield has come down to 1.41%, so the FIIs are putting in a lot of money in the equity markets because the bond yield is quite low uh, for the US bond. So do you think that uh, has an effect on the Indian stock market as well? So liquidity definitely is one of the factors which we track out of the 17 which are there. And it's got to do with two types of liquidity. One is local liquidity, which as you know, there is money in both uh, mutual funds like the domestic in, uh, institutions as well as retail participation, which has been going up. Right. And the next part is the foreign uh, investors who are coming in. Right. Now, the foreign investors come in for two reasons. One is that how cheap is the money which they can borrow and right. uh, do it. And second is the relative attractiveness of different markets. Okay. So, for example, if China has clamped down on a certain things, as you know, they have had these uh, things which happened. Yeah. So, there could be a rotation of countries as well. Right, right. The other thing can be a rotation of sector. So, for right. example, let's say semiconductors are doing better right. than uh, e-com. Okay. Right. Now, India may be uh, having some sectors which are good. So, because of sector rotation or uh, relative country uh, rotation, right. that flow also happens. Right. So, in absolute right. terms, I think that. 
Now, the domestic uh, investors don't have these two luxuries. They can have sector rotation, but they obviously can't have country rotation. Yeah, right. So that money stays here or it gets parked for the time being into domestic fixed income. Right? Right. So that's what happens. Uh, But uh, to answer your specific question, this liquidity flow is happening. And you can see the data across the board, both from a domestic side as well as the foreign investors. Right, right. Uh, Speaking more on Finso, so what was the idea behind starting Finso? And if you could just, uh, you know, tell us more about the offerings that uh, Finso has. Sure, I'll tell you the basic idea. If you look at India, India is a very vast, fragmented market. Okay, Just to give you the numbers, there are 275 million households in India. Right. Okay. 90% of them live in tier 1 and beyond. Okay. Okay. Now, all the uh, wealth management and all the organized players which you are seeing are catering to the 10% of the households, which happen to be in urban locations. Okay. 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 And uh, that's the limit of the, the fragmentation which is happening. Now, as we are seeing with more financial inclusion happening, you have, you know, Aadhaar card is coming in, Jandhan banks are there, everything. So we see uh, that a lot of people for the first time are saving. And mm-hmm. now these people uh, need to have be guided in terms of what they can do. Uh, but they actually do not try and do anything um, directly from a digital perspective. Even if they have a smartphone or anything else, reason being is very simple. The source of advice is something which is important to them. Right. They don't want to get into something without knowing the person or the brand. That's one. Number two is the financial awareness is so low that they uh, don't seek out information. So they need some hand-holding, especially when you're getting into the first time for savings. So what Finso's uh, basic uh, principle was that this vast majority, which they're expecting 100 million households to start becoming financial savers in the next 10 years, uh, will be having a two-part journey. One part is a very high touch. Some people going and telling them what to do. But then followed by a very, very rapid digitization. Right. If I start trusting something, I'll start using that. So, Finso is basically a platform uh, which is helping doing this outreach by having a combination model in terms of uh, the existing people, you know, uh, retired folks, uh, existing distributors, agents, there are about three and a half million such people in India, uh, given all the tools from a digitization perspective, support them in their journey by giving them both advisory as well as execution capability. Okay. Then okay. they reach out to the retail segment, which is the bottom of the pyramid, which is called the next billion in India, right? right. We all bother about the creamy layer, but there is the next <laughs> billion, which is... Yeah. So, uh, how do we democratize wealth management by using digitization is what Finfo is doing. Right. So, basically, uh, we can divide this uh, discussion in three parts. Uh, What Finso is doing, then the mutual fund providers or the agents or the brokers. So, uh, am I right in saying that Finso is helping uh, these people by providing them the tools for digitization and then those people uh, are helping the uh, bottom tier of the retail segment uh, who want to invest. You're very right. Actually, basically look at it. You have one side, the manufacturers. 
manufacturers right. are mutual fund is one of them insurance is another right, right. or it could be direct equity also so these yeah. are manufacturers these are product on the other end of the scale is the client whom we want to reach out to the bottom of the pyramid yeah right to help them reach out what are the channels i could have a direct uh, agent network like the lic which has no got yeah. 1.2 million agents yeah agents Okay. Or you could have mutual funds who have mutual fund distributors, right? Right. So you have these agents which are in the middle uh, to try and reach the end client. Right. Now, as an agent, I may or may not have the wherewithal of doing multiple products. Yeah. So for right. example, an insurance agent may not be able to sell a mutual fund because he doesn't know enough of mutual fund. Right. But a insurance, a mutual fund, and FD all form a part of a model portfolio for a client. Right. Yes. So the agents, how do we upskill them? How do we assist them so that they understand how to how each part and each product fits in? Right. Should I go underweight? Should I go overweight? So they can imbibe this, then give it to the end client. Okay. Got it. Now okay. what actually happens is when you talk about large numbers. you start getting very good insights as far as data analytics are concerned yeah so for example i can think that maybe ashutosh's behavior is whenever equity markets falls by 10% he tends to buy large cap equity funds okay okay so whenever there is a fall of 10% what happens if i go and tell ashutosh you know market has fallen and i believe these five stocks hdfc or reliance or whatever these stocks Maybe a good thing to buy as part of your portfolio. Okay. Probably Ashutosh will listen to it more. Yeah. Right. So micro sort advisory of based on data analytics. It okay. It will be advisory based on data analytics. Data. Because Ashutosh is like a person who's twenty-two years old or twenty years old has this background. He like tends to like this. Right. So there will be millions of people. We can categorize as different personas. Perfect. Yeah. Right, right, and get the right product and advice. That's called micro advisory. Right. So you take the power of the many to serve one person. Right. Okay. And I so, also think that uh, this micro advisory will be a long term game because people are now looking to diversify their portfolio, like uh, investing in uh, mutual fund, investing in equity market. Like we have seen a huge surge in like people investing in stock market in during this pandemic. So maybe this micro management will help in future a term as well, right? You're absolutely right. So the way you look at it uh, from a direct equity, and this is waves which happen all the time. We keep uh, tending to forget it. When markets are doing good, you have people wanting to take part in it. Yeah. Yes. FOMO. Yeah. When markets are doing bad, either I forget it. <laughs> I said I will never come into it. I don't want to look at the portfolio. Absolutely. So, uh, it's a good thing that market the people come into the market, but for a longer period they need some handholding. Yes. Right. So don't sit on your losses. Don't feel sad about it. This is part and parcel. Right. So now that people have started looking at the direct equity, especially the bottom of the pyramid, mm-hmm. how can you help them do the best? Why should only ultra H and I guy get the right advice? Right. Why should a guy who's got like fifty thousand or one lakh rupees? Why should they not get the right advice? Perfect. And at the end of the day, technology is such that what is 
the analytics which can happen which is good for you is good for anyone else also right yes. that's one part of it the second part of it is access to products mm-hmm. so you know under lrs which is a liberalized remittance scheme billions of dollars are sent outside india for mm-hmm. investing outside simply because we can't say that all the good opportunities are in india we can't say right. that right right has to be uh, more opportunities and second just from a diversification perspective okay we will depreciate versus dollar yeah. Yeah. what can we do uh, so the hnis and ultra hnis they always used to send money outside india to make oh. investments part of the diversification uh, this was not available to uh, to the retail sector retail segment yeah. but the regulators have allowed it to happen Okay. just that the people the bank or anything else they only interested if you have $50000 or $100000 what happens if i have $500 i also want to have you know some yeah. good stocks i've heard of like 70% of what i use whether it's yeah. google or netflix something is not available in india yeah what right. happens if i want to take part in a disruptive uh, right so uh, using technology you can actually break down these big uh, th- problems and solve it for the small person right right so speaking so on lrs products also yeah sorry yeah. go ahead uh, speaking on lrs uh, recently there was some news that uh, the retail segment can also invest in uh, us stocks through our stock exchanges uh, they are looking to bringing bring in that uh, in a couple of years uh, so, so have you been following that news yeah so just to clarify when the we were talking about through gift city okay uh, if you uh, remember this exchange has to be through gift city which is in yeah, gujarat, gujarat right, right. Yeah. gift city basically means you have to still use the lrs route which is money moving outside india is just that where is the um, it going to be settled which exchange is going to happen yeah so right. just like right now i can send money outside to singapore to to hong kong or to the us it will be that i can send the money through to gujarat to the gift city and do the settlement out there that's all there is no no difference which actually okay. so far we have uh, been able to understand but it just shows how um, the entire uh, uh, industry is looking at this as being uh, sufficiently of interest so yeah. that different different alternate ways of solving for this is coming up right okay, okay. correct so, so uh, geographical diversification is also key uh, because yes. you can't always rely on the economy of one country if you just distribute your portfolio that can really help right so yes. this is the risk part which you're talking about yeah. i'm also yes. saying the opportunity part i mean why But, should we yeah. say that this is the yeah. only way right right yeah yep. right, right right and so like we have seen many like the fintech industry is booming right now and we just want to know what is your view regarding the future of fintech industry in india or maybe outside okay so if you uh, take fintech and you divide into different parts okay okay one part which actually took off earliest was about lending mm-hmm. that is loan yeah. tech you know credit uh, what onward lending yeah. then you had so many things about payment gateways which was yeah. actually the biggest thing which happened in india right digital yeah. payments yeah okay uh, so there are di- uh, different so credit card uh, management 
so there are different parts of fintech which is happening essentially okay. because technology uh, is being used in ways which the old financial institutions were not using right and this going very deep into one problem how do i make the credit or how do i uh, make sure that you know who's the right person to give a credit to or how do i distribute on a digital basis or how do i solve the payment problems so oh. technology is being used by nimble players to go really deep in solving real problems okay. so that's what it is and at, as i mentioned if you look at anywhere in, in uh, the world especially in uh, places like india where fragmentation is the issue the only way to solve it is technology perfect so fintech will be there and it will disrupt perfect yes right right it's Thanks, like uh, like one of my uh, friends used to say it's like the war of the ants each person is a small 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 thing to, trying to do solve a problem but yes. together they bring down big 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 edifices right Yes. Do you do you think there is some level of saturation uh, in the fintech industry, or are there more opportunities? Like you said, that we we need we can divide the industry uh, between onward lending, digital payments, uh, then for equities, mutual funds. Uh, are there more opportunities in different domains, or do you think we've reached a certain level of saturation? Um, I don't think we are anyway close to solving all our problems. If that's okay. what the question is. Yeah. The uh, saturation part could be that I may have an idea, but am I got going to get the funding for solving that idea? Right. So the saturation is not in terms of problems. The saturations could be in terms of uh, me being allowed to solve for that problem. Right. Right. Got it. Uh, then, just speaking on the narrative of LRS in India, so we know that uh, until two thousand nineteen, we. Uh, we had almost 2 uh, crore uh, you know indians going directly into the stock market and since then the number has changed quite a lot during the pandemic because people are saving more investing more and because of the bull run as well so do you think people are the retail segment is just ready uh, to go outside india as well or would they need more time because as you said the financial awareness a uh, part of it is still unclear for many of them uh, but because many of the people have just entered the indian equity market are they ready for the us equity markets as well okay so let's take a step back you asked very important question and you know mutual funds have been actively in india for like 22 years 23 yeah. years right despite everything they have now mutual funds sahi hai campaign also Just yeah. to let people know that mutual funds are good, right? After 22 years of act- active campaigning, the total wallet of Indians, seven percent of that is in mutual funds. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Around 60 percent is in FDs and yeah. savings account. Still, still okay. not a good number in terms of. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, will LRS take off? Answer is yes, it has to. But even a point one percent of this wallet is a huge, huge number. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Volume it, game. It's a volume game, so it will happen. Yeah. Now, whether we are, uh, have we seen the trend? Answer is yes. Look at what is happening. Feeder funds are one route to go outside India, right? Right. Which mutual funds have got. 
the number of feeder funds have increased the assets under these feeder funds have increased hmm lrs has increased the number of fintech players solving for lrs is increased right what was missing is that instead of buying a google or a tesla can i have actively managed fi- uh, baskets of stock yeah yes yeah. so those are the things which need to be solved which like what we are solving in terms yeah. of you know how do i explain and do it now i can there are two ways to get lrs going one is to have ad campaigns mm-hmm. and get the end client convinced that there is that second is to get the advisor convinced if he is convinced he acts as a bridge of trust for the end client so yes. we feel that yes lrs will increase but the pace of uh, of uh, increase will be dependent on how quickly we can um, equip the advisors the middle layer who are the bridge of trust for the end clients them convinced yeah, in terms of so speak comparing the indian and us uh, equity markets uh, of course india has been following the consumption pattern uh, for the last 20 25 years uh, but india is still in the developing phase and agreed that there is a lot of uh, it and uh, tech companies that are booming in the us but do you think that india has a chance of growing at a much faster pace than the us uh, it has to grow right because our inflation rate is higher our gdp is higher our younger population is higher yeah right indian market has to grow let's put it that way right. now the question you are asking is has this growth factor been factored into the equity market yeah hmm so equity markets always take into yeah. account valuation based on future yeah. earnings right yeah right forward pe so correct so now we have already factored in this growth rate right just like us has done and china has done or whatever now yeah. what you are saying is quite more interesting it is like say that uh, innovation which has happened was in consumer um uh, innovations in digital all the e-com sites and this and all which is what china went through right or uh-huh. us has uh, gone through china is looking at it in terms of suddenly a pullback has happened right education they did something and uh, everything else they have done because uh, they are talking about consumer patterns like this instead of that can we do more in terms of um, technology which is different semiconductors for example you know uh-huh. or if i want to do ev electric vehicles then ev automation is uh, the car maker is one thing but you know there is battery which have to be done you know which lidar which is you know the actual guidance system like just like you have radar so they use lidar the laser uh, uh, detection so there are companies which are coming into lidar mm-hmm. there will be a whole bunch of these things which technology is driving some of them india would be very good at right now we need right. to be sure of whatever those sectors are are we exposed to inherently we can be better uh, in some of the in certain areas it's like yeah. uh, i i we don't have to be good in everything right right so it's a good thing about india is that we are not uh, putting either any protection or any yeah. restriction on anyone and that's the reason that the startup culture is also taken off so well right people are not only solving the digital part no they are solving in terms of manufacturing also the make in india campaigns which are there the solving in different different ways uh, different uh, problems so uh, i think india will continue to do well uh, it should not be only limited to the equity markets the other part is not to 
only look at India. Right. 5% of your money should be outside India, not 10% of your money should be outside India. Correct. 90% yeah. you keep it here yeah. because you're staying here, right? Right. Got it. Uh, then in India, uh, what what would, in your opinion, what would be the underpenetrated industries uh, in terms of market share or uh, in terms of uh, where the companies can grow more? Uh, what are such industries you think which are underpenetrated in nature? Right now, right now you see a uh, see by the time we see anything uh, and we can access it, will be during the IPO market, right? Yeah. So you can see from the number of IPOs which are coming up, it is actually the digitized sectors which are coming up. You know, right. you know Paytm is looking to do an IPO, right? Right. You know, other companies which are in the same space in the digital space which are coming into for uh, the IPOs. Right. Uh, but there could be a lot of smaller companies which we don't have any access to. There's no use talking about those sectors, right? Whether it's like, mm-hmm. as I said, LIDAR also is one thing. I mean, yeah. there so, are companies. Uh, uh, in uh, terms of life insurance or credit cards, the numbers are very, uh, you know, uh, not so high uh, in terms of penetration. And as India will get urbanized, the rural sector, uh, the rural areas get developed. Uh, more people will get aware about, say, life insurance or credit cards. So, in terms of that, do you think these sectors can also boom in years to come? Actually, yes. See, what happened last year and a half, look at the boom which has happened in health insurance. Yeah. People suddenly found out that they need that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's going through a real, real big boom. So, similarly, if you just look at, the, as I said, 275 million households, 90% of them are not in urban areas. What are the issues to be solved there? Right. Yeah. And see who's solving for those. And that's what you should back. But like everything else in life, uh, making money also requires hard work. Right. Yes, right. You've been in the wealth management industry for uh, quite a long time. And I, I, I believe that behavioral finance is as important as knowing the fundamentals and technicals. So, uh, what's what's your opinion on that aspect of behavioral finance? It's absolutely correct. But uh, we are uh, we actually already do this, right? When we say liquidity drives the market. Yeah. Are okay. we not already saying that? Yeah. Uh, but the biggest issue is that there are two, uh, two emotions which drive everything. Fear and greed. Right. Mm. When markets are doing uh, going up, then everyone is doing well. And I think I can walk on water. Yeah. When markets are doing badly, we just move out of it. Yes. So behavioral sciences, the first thing has to be from an investor perspective of understanding what I want. Right. What is my risk appetite? Right. That's one part of it. Second is, I also need to understand that is this my full-time job? Yes. yes. Number three is that despite everything else and now it's taken as granted that all of us are graduates of the WhatsApp University <laughs> and we have too much information with us. Uh, right. Too much of information is actually noise. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, take a look at what is needed. See whether you are the most qualified to do things. From a behavioral aspect, that's the most important. After that, take any decisions from uh, that perspective. Evaluation perspective, this stock is doing good or not or will do good or not, there again you can use behavioral sciences for that. 
Yeah. There are buyback happening and all that. But that's a secondary tertiary thing you're talking about. First, so let's look at what my need is, right? Right. Am I the right person to make evaluations? And then right. uh, take a call that, okay, if I am the right person to make evaluations, do I use behavioral sciences to figure out whether HDFC bank is a good thing to do? Right. That's right. That's right. So, uh, perfectly summed up for the you know internal evaluation. But in terms of external evaluation, we have FOMO or you know the uh, herd herd mentality that everyone is uh, buying the stock or everyone is going for this IPO. Uh, I should also you know join in. So that that is also a big uh, issue for behavioral science or behavioral finance. This is a very very good uh, book. And this is by a uh, uh, Nobel laureate in economics uh, called Thinking Fast and Slow. Okay. Kahneman. Okay. And uh, all of us should read it if we really want to know what you know, like uh, how human beings behave. And he's an economist, okay, and he's a yeah. uh, uh, Nobel laureate, as I said. And uh, it will give a lot of insights okay. in terms of you know how to uh, evaluate things. Definitely. We'll link we'll link it in the description uh, for our <laughs> listeners as well. Uh, speaking about valuations, so recently you must have uh, heard that Zomato is uh, came up with its IPO, then got listed, and uh, is already more than one lakh crores in valuation. It's more than Tata Motors and many other you know le- legacy giants which have been operating since the last 25-30 years. Uh, agreed that uh, Zomato is a different kind of company, so you need to value it differently uh, in some aspects. Uh, but what's your opinion in terms of value, valuing these startups uh, which have recently came up? So, um, I'll not uh, take Zomato's example. Why not take Tesla's example? You must yeah. have seen that yeah. Tesla is more than all the other automobile companies together. Yeah. Yeah. Or yes. take Oyo's example. Oyo... Yeah is more valuable than all the hotels which have actually got physical rooms together. Right. So, I don't think we either uh, have the right to say something is correct or not. If I want to take uh, participate in it, that's the ticket for the merry-go-round. Either you buy the ticket or you don't buy the ticket. You want to go out on the merry-go-round, you buy the ticket. How can I say that I am a better uh, valuer than someone else? Yeah, I, I can't say that, right? But if I want to say that okay, this sector is going up and I feel there is still more scope in it, right. then I give today's value, right? Right. Is it is it more important uh, to consider the industry growth and the uh, whole market under penetration than the current Absolutely. numbers that the company has? Absolutely. But that's what we're doing for all stocks. No? We're looking at future prospect. Right. Right. In mm-hmm. some cases, the future prospect looks like a hockey stick. Right. In some cases, it looks like a slow upward moving uh, slope. In right. some cases, it looks like a downward slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Not, these are the three things. Right. Yes. Now, if something is in fancy, it will always look like an upward hockey stick. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great example. Yeah. Uh, so uh, many of our listeners and us as well. So uh, for anyone out there who wants to start up. Uh, has a good idea as well but is just fearing for the execution part of it what would be your one advice uh, for them so think twice but execution is the key i mean there is 
ideas are a dime a dozen <laughs> right it's how you execute your ideas which makes a difference mm-hmm. and be uh, single mindedly behind that right because the idea always ends up with becoming a unicorn mm-hmm. but in reality is that you have to start from zero that's right and how do i move from zero to one to 10 or whatever the case may be and that's what will be the important part that's right and for for a beginner like should we keep a plan b like if you are doing a startup as a plan a should there be a plan b with that um if uh, see if there is a plan b that means you're not confident of your plan a <laughs> yeah if you are not confident of your plan a yeah. how will someone back you mm-hmm. right that's right so it's a very um, chicken and egg kind of story hmm but uh, i think those people who are really really convinced of an idea should go for it mm. i think the youngsters are they uh, there are two things which has which quite different one is our risk taking ability has gone up yeah okay second there is no stigmata to uh, to failure right now mm-hmm. just because you tried something and it didn't work out no one is going to say that okay this is you know this guy is for for you they will in fact respect you for trying your best in terms of your idea so yes. the stigmata for success, for failure is no longer there and this capitite is there not only from ourselves but from the industry as well mm-hmm. right right got it so go for it don't think about plan b if you really think there's something good go for it yeah. uh thank you uh, george for taking out the time and uh, doing this i'm so sure that uh, we and our listeners uh, learned a lot and it was quite a value adding uh, episode for all of us thank you for taking out the time thank you thank so much for having me thank you for tuning into this episode of stocks on the rocks uh, if you're listening to this on spotify please press the follow button so that you know when we upload We also have our own Instagram page link to the same is down in the description box please share this episode with your friends and family see you on the next one